This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. It's time for another exciting episode of Public Affairs Radio. My name is Adam Ritz. With me, as always, Jay Baker, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Jay. Oh, thank you so much, Adam. It's uh, it's a pleasure and an honor. Now, thank goodness uh, Facebook told me it was your birthday. Otherwise, uh, I have to be honest, I would not have known. So uh, for as many people have been complaining about social media this year, uh, there's a positive to come out of uh, our relationship on Facebook. Uh, I get to send you a birthday text, which, by the way, I don't send birthday messages on Facebook. How impersonal could that be? I do it via no. text. <laughs> you did it via text, and I like the fact that your text was uh, alarming and jarring. I expect nothing less from you. That's right. Well, that's a private <laughs> communication. Nobody else can see it. So happy birthday. That's right. You old dog. So I know. how's it uh, been having a birthday so close to Thanksgiving every year? You know, it hasn't been bad. Um I always kind of like fall birthdays anyway, because we've always talked about this is such a great time of year. And then you get uh, like extra stuff on your birthday. Then usually within a week, you're eating a big turkey dinner. So (laughs) it's been good for me. Has anybody ever killed two birds with one stone and gotten you some like uh, gravy mix (laughs) or uh, a bag of breadcrumbs for you to make the dressing? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Happy birthday. Make us Thanksgiving dinner next week. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hope you're having a good uh, birthday week. I'm sure you are. Uh, I wanted to uh, start the show with a, an initiative happening this weekend at Jersey Mike's Subs throughout the country. They've done this before, and they're doing it again this weekend, donating 20% of their weekend sales to an organization called Feeding America. Uh, Feeding America is one of the, if not the top uh, contributor to food banks across the country. And uh, they did this last April, raised about $2 million for Feeding America, and they're hoping to uh, make at least that again this weekend. And it's perfect timing with Thanksgiving right around the corner. So uh, have you had Jersey Mike subs? Oh, I have. I really like them a lot. And I wish there were more around because I have to kind of drive to the one that I go to. Yeah, they're super good. And uh, for anybody listening that hasn't tried it yet, I mean, talk about a great time to to give it a shot. Try it out this weekend. Uh, Stop in, get a sandwich, and 20% of that sale will go to help Feeding America. And according to Feeding America, their projections indicate that one in six people in America may face food insecurity this year as a result of the pandemic, uh, some for the first time ever. Uh, And they uh, have had this relationship with uh, Jersey Mike's in the past, and uh, they're looking for some more success this weekend. So uh, we'll do a follow-up report on this, see if the $2 million or more was raised to help fight hunger in America. And you can do your part by feeding your face, stopping by 
uh, Jersey Mike subs and uh, grabbing one for yourself or get a whole you know carload full to take home to your uh, family. You got to start stretching out your stomach to get uh, prepared for Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> so uh, let's kill uh, kill two birds with one stone here by stretching your stomach and then making sure others are going to have their stomach stretched as well through uh, Feeding America. And we'll put a link to this on our website, adamritzshow.com. I also have uh, some very important news that uh, popped up on my desk this week. Um, I'm not exactly sure if this falls into the public affairs PSA category, but we'll give it a shot here. The last VCR was built in July of 2016. Uh, I don't, that really is, talk about trivia that is meaningless. Wow. <laughs> but, well, and just think that they actually could quantify, no, this was the last unit out the door. That, that's what was surprising to me when I read that. I'm like, of, of the 7 billion people on planet Earth, it, it was noted by some human beings when this VCR came off the assembly line that it was the very last one <laughs> ever built on the planet. They observed a moment of silence. <laughs> I've got one in my closet. You know, you never know when you're going to need to pull it out and watch some old high school football tapes. Uh, maybe I will know. for this uh, Thanksgiving. I'll make the family uh, sit around the house and watch me uh, circa 1988 on the on the gridiron. But uh, this company was called Funai Electronics in Japan. And, uh, yeah, their last uh, VCR, uh, not only theirs, but any VCR, the last one was built in July of 2016. And after that VCR came off their production line, the company was shut down. (laughs) I'll be darned. (laughs) It was uh, quite an event. Declining VCR sales is what uh, was their demise. And it's kind of interesting to think that there were any VCR sales up until 2016. Oh, I know. Who's I mean, buying VCRs in, in 2012 or, or 13 somewhere. or 14? I, I, it took that long for him to finally uh, go out of business. So I guess uh, my kids' kids may bring it back. You know how everything come, comes back. My kids have record players. Uh, vinyl is outselling CDs. So maybe in uh, the year 2030, uh, we'll have VCR tapes back in the uh, in <laughs> flying off the shelves of Goodwill's uh, coast to coast, and they'll bring and, and Funai Electronics will be back in business. Who knows? Uh, you're listening to the Adam Rich Show. We're brought to you in part and underwritten by Vibonomics. There's a link to their website right on our website, AdamRichShow.com. Find out about their audio, um, uh, I guess, experience, audio experience, and retail stores across the country playing music and voiceover messaging and advertising messages between the songs. Kind of cool stuff. You can find out about them through our website, AdamRitzShow.com. Happy birthday to you. Uh, we're at the age now where it's like, you know, it doesn't even matter. You, you don't feel any older because you already feel terrible anyway. And uh, yeah. your hair's not getting any grayer because it's as gray as it's going to get. So uh, here he is, alive and well, the birthday boy. What's uh, What's happening in your world of public affairs? Oh, I got to tell you, there is another uh, organization we need to uh, give a big Adam Rich show applause to. Uh, Scott McKenzie and Jeremy Urich, both from Huntington, Pennsylvania, created a Facebook page called Cookies for Caregivers. And it started with Scott 
uh, spending some time out of work, and he said, hey, I'm going to teach myself some some new skill. So he said, I'm going to teach myself to bake cookies from scratch. Uh, Jeremy uh, linked up with him, and they started baking cookies for frontline workers during the pandemic. And they've given over 15,000 plus cookies to hospital workers, grocery store workers, fire and police departments. And uh, basically, they're, through their Facebook page, people can recommend people that they give cookies to or can donate supplies so they can make even more cookies. I wonder how many they've eaten themselves in their own kitchen. <laughs> well, when you make cookies, Adam, you know you have to test to make sure. And I think that's part of the reason that I personally don't make cookies because I know you love chocolate, but I cannot resist cookies. Oh, I yeah. will admit, You'd have I to will eat. fess up. But you know, it won't even make it to the oven. It'd just be cookie dough right into my mouth. <laughs> uh, so he's out of work and he starts baking. And uh, yeah. what's the Facebook page called again? It is called Cookies for Caregivers, and they're based out of Huntington, Pennsylvania. All right. Well, there's a, a few gentlemen uh, trying to make this world a better place. Hats off to you guys. Very nice. Well, you know, we had an award-winning show a week ago, Adam. The rave reviews are still coming in. The correspondence, the telegrams, the VHS tapes, they all love that show. And we talked a little bit about getting your home ready for winter. And we didn't get around to mentioning this. In parts of America where it's going to snow, you have to plan ahead. Because have you ever tried to buy a snow shovel on the first snowy day of the year? I've tried in the past. It, it, you're usually uh, either price gouged or they're sold out. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, when it's nice out and you don't need a snow shovel, that's when you want to buy it. Yeah. The, about two years ago, I waited way too long and ended up buying basically a kid's snow shovel because I needed one so badly. That was a lot of work. There's a 10-inch blade on it. It's, it's got yeah. a, about a two-foot handle. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It worked. It was better than, than nothing. <laughs> it was better than nothing. So, yeah. So think about snow removal ahead of time. And the good news is um, if you are into lawn equipment, there are a bunch of cordless electric snow blowers. And I will tell you from a friend of mine, absolute lifesavers. That way you don't have to deal with the cord. You don't have to deal with uh gas and oil and everything you just slap that battery in and let it go to work all right yeah well I, yeah. I know there's been a few parts of the country that have already seen snow mm -hmm. uh and and those parts if you get snow in uh mid to late october you've probably got three or four snow blowers in your shed anyway but uh we're talking about some of the cities in the south uh those are the cities uh that do see snow but not that often. And if you, right. if you don't plan ahead, if you're in a, the Atlanta area and you get an inch of snow, uh, you're going to lose your mind. So you, you might as well, uh, next time you're out at a box store and you see a, a display of snow shovels and they're only 12 bucks, grab one. Throw it in the back of your garage because uh, if, it, if it snows uh, sometime coming up here this winter, a couple of inches, it could ruin your life to have two inches of snow in your driveway. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jay and I in the north, we've got about 10 inches of snow in our driveway. If we don't shovel it, we'll th we think, you know what, it's going to be 50 degrees someday. 
<laughs> it'll melt someday. <laughs> sure, circa about April, this should be gone. <laughs> you know, uh, we talk, talked a lot about how 2020 was a year of just uh, incredible anomalies. You know, we were dealing with, uh, what was it, killer hornets and all kinds of crazy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been the worst hurricane season officially. The uh, good folks at NOAA that uh, track hurricanes, traditionally the hurricane season ends on November 30th, but this has been the busiest year ever for hurricanes. So that's been another weird thing about 2020. Blows my mind. I'm usually in tune with hurricanes. My parents live in Florida. Uh, With everything that's happened this year, I I had no idea that this was the busiest year for hurricanes ever recorded. Uh, Yeah. That's unbelievable. I know. We didn't have any super big storms hit America so that's why it wasn't as in the news as much, but uh, there was extensive flooding in the, uh, you know, south of the United States on mm-hmm. several of these storms. So uh, serious business. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about how now space travel has become uh, so energized by these third party companies like SpaceX teaming with NASA uh, there's been some talk about creating a uh, base on the moon. Uh, Adam has said he does not want to live there. I think mostly because they have terrible Wi-Fi. Isn't that what you told me? Yeah, I, there's not a whole lot of uh, technology uh, up on the moon. So I'm just going to stay here right right in my own comfy little house with the Wi-Fi and my devices and my streaming platforms. Uh, this is my own moon, and I'm fine Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. Uh, there is a company called Strato Launch, and they're creating an aircraft atom that will be hypersonic, and that means faster than the speed of sound. You remember the Concorde, which mm-hmm. was a plane that you could hop on in Paris, be in New York, and I think that flight took like hour and 45 minutes or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and it, it would fly about 1.3 Mach. Yeah, I think uh, the flight, uh, transatlantic flight, normally 10 to 12 hours. The Concorde could do it in about two and a half hours. Yes, two and a half. So so I appreciate that number. Well, this plane will be approximately six times quicker than the Concorde, and they're working on that right now. The Strato launch uh, thing works. Uh, they're gonna. They are developing a large. This sounds like a lot of work, and people far smarter than you and I. It involves building a plane that's uh, bigger than a 747, and then it'll launch the Strato launch plane. But you got to figure six times the speed of sound. You technically could cut a transatlantic flight down to like 20 minutes I was, or so. I was going to guess 20 minutes. If I, You're telling me I can fly to Paris in 20 minutes? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's why when you hear what? about these things, you're like, holy cow. And, and, it, and this, you know, this stuff's happening now. I mean, in other words, they're working on the technologies now. So all the stuff that you and I that's read crazy. about and all the movies we watched, some of this stuff's coming true. You uh, but know? the round-trip so, tickets like sixty-five thousand dollars. I mean, sure. imagine the points you're going to get on your on your uh, rewards <laughs> program when you book a round-trip flight to Paris and back in forty minutes. Yeah, make sure you have a a lot left on your credit card before booking your ticket. Uh, a pickup-sized asteroid passed 
just 300 miles away from the Earth, and this event occurred on November 13th. I heard about that. Yes, car-sized asteroid uh, came fairly close to uh, to the planet, and you, you mentioned the weird anomalies of 2020. I mean, if that asteroid would have hit Earth, I don't even know if anybody would have noticed with everything that's happened this year. <laughs> would that be something? They just went, what was that? Ho-hum. Uh, we just got hit by an asteroid. Sound. Whatever. What's next? Next. What was funny was this uh, asteroid actually set a record as the largest object that has passed this close to Earth. Now, scientists said it would have broken up in the atmosphere. So that's good news because you think always, you know, if you picture a Ford pickup truck hurtling into your backyard from outer space. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, so it would have it would have been eaten up in the uh, in the atmosphere. That's good to yeah, know. Yeah, this one okay. wasn't big enough, yeah. But there was a guy and this is a true story. I double checked this cuz when I first read it I went, "Oh, someone's pulling my leg." A gentleman in Indonesia had part of his roof taken off his home when a four and a half pound meteorite crashed to earth. Now, is he sure it was a meteorite? Because, I mean, I could lift up a four and a half pound rock and just throw it on his roof. It might have been a very angry neighbor. It could have just been an angry neighbor, or it could have been a faulty ball return at the local bowling alley (laughs) that caused this problem. But here's the weird note, and this is the part I'm like going, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, The meteorite, because it has so many rare elements in it, the gentleman was actually able to sell the meteorite for $2 million. Well, he bought a new roof. That is unbelievable. $2 million? Yeah, the footnote to the story was that he was able to obviously rebuild his home, and he donated a large sum of money so that they could build a church in his uh, community. So apparently he lives in a pretty rural part of Indonesia, and they're going to use that money to help their community. That is unbelievable. Well, good for him. Yeah, so I I know you might be saying to yourself, well, I would certainly like to benefit from a meteorite hitting your home. You you might say that to yourself. However, most meteorites fall harmlessly into the ocean, lakes, and forests. I thought you were going to tell me he touched it and got some superpowers or (laughs) was invisible or had super strength. Uh, Two million, that's a – you get two million dollars, you're almost a superhero. That's a superpower. Yeah, he's part of the uh, Marvel Universe now. And in fact, what superpowers would you have other than being able to destroy roofs? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that would come in handy or not. He's the roof savior. That's his his job. That's his superpower. Uh, There is a company called Eva Air, and they are going to do a speed dating event where 20 men and 20 women sign up for a flight. It's a three-hour round-trip flight, and believe it or not... This oh, this is sounds terrible. This, oh, this sounds terrible. This is a terrible idea. I mean, <laughs> you, how do you, you text your friend? So? How do you get your friend to text you to leave? You can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's speed dating, so apparently, you know, it, it, they, you know, what do they do? They ring that bell or the buzzer, and 
the person has to, you know, move on to the next individual. But I'd do it on that on that flight to Paris in 20 minutes. So I could at least at the <laughs> most I could get out of there in 20 minutes. That'd be pretty speedy dating, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, so apparently they go on this three hour round trip flight. And this is a thing in Southeast Asia. It literally is a flight to nowhere. Believe it or not, a couple of Australian airlines have been doing this during the COVID era. Flights to nowhere, meaning you hop on the plane. Uh, the plane goes out for a couple hours, comes back. Um, and they've been doing it so people can sightsee from the air and stay socially distant because People are postponing trips because once you get somewhere, you have to deal with, you know, the local uh, customs on coronavirus and the fear of perhaps that where you're staying might not be totally safe. So flights to nowhere have been kind of a thing. And when I read that, I went, holy cow, who would have thought flights to nowhere? That, that is shocking to me. I mean, that sounds like a disaster. That sounds I mean, you couldn't pay me to do that. I don't want to fly to nowhere. I don't want to get on an airplane unless it's taking me to somewhere I want to be on an exotic well, vacation or to go see a, a family member or go do or see something in person where I can look at it from not 30,000 feet. Uh, I wouldn't want to get in that claustrophobic germ fest just to fly around and come right back. And then you're listen, going to tell me I have to speed date during it too? That's terrible. Adam, you're ruining the holidays for uh, everyone. If this was Shark Tank, I would say, and for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> you're out completely. <laughs> Can you imagine the poor guy at Shark Tank going, no flights to nowhere, I'm, I'm telling you. This is brilliant. How much you need? I'll write the check right now. A flight to nowhere during a speed dating uh, extravaganza? N no, thank you. Well, Adam is going to turn it down, but these flights are going to happen on Christmas, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day. Oh, my gosh. And, and, that's even worse on Christmas uh, Day. Christmas the, Day. The one day you just want to stay hey. at home with friends or family or, I mean, oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'm but sorry. you're single and you're adventuresome. And, I you guess know, if, yeah. you, if you want to get out of the house and you're sick of, and you, I guess you had some drag out fights during Thanksgiving with your family, maybe you're looking <laughs> to get on a flight to hell. <laughs> maybe. Well, Adam, I know how much you love cruising. And here's kind of an interesting if, story. If this is a cruise to nowhere. Uh, no, I don't know if I want to, but you know, I'd do it. I like the ocean. Oh, yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll get on a cruise to nowhere. I'd get on a cruise ship, go out an hour and a half, come right back. Throw I know how much you do love cruising. I, That's I why I think that. you're going to love this story. Royal Caribbean, uh, was tasked to help the U S government, uh, determine whether cruising can be safe again, given the current pandemic situation. So they announced, uh, a test cruise, will take place early in 2021 and they ask for volunteers because they're going to take this test cruise and they will go cruise to a location and back obviously they'll be testing you know the efficacy of all the disinfecting and keeping people apart from each other but here's the good news over 100,000 people have already volunteered to take this cruise I did hear about it my uh, girlfriend and I talked about it and uh, we didn't know where to go to, uh, to volunteer, but we, we didn't investigate it that hard because, uh, we just figured that there'd be a million people that would want to do it. Uh, and, and I, and, you know, I'd rather just wait until, uh, the dust settles and pay for my own cruise and, 
may, maybe not get on a, a volunteer ship with a bunch of other people that have have nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, but I I, just I, I don't want to be that cynical, you know? but. Uh, if, if you're asking for people that don't care if they get, uh, an illness, um, with severe side effects to come onto a ship, I'll wait for the next one. Well, Captain Steubing will be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Groundhog Day. Unfortunately, the event that happens in Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania, it's been going since 1887 this year is going to be live streamed and they're going to discourage people from coming to the event. Technically there will be no visitors allowed for groundhog day, which is kind of a famous event. I think obviously made more famous by the bill Murray movie. And of, I think here's an ironic twist. You know, we started dealing with pandemic issues in March and Groundhog Day, February 2nd. So last year's Groundhog Day was kind of okay. Uh, but, and people have described some of the dealings with sheltering in places being like Groundhog Day because the same thing keeps happening day after day. But I thought that was kind of sad that uh, they've had to already preemptively say no Groundhog Day. It's too bad for the people in that town that count on the uh, tourism for just that one day of the year. Uh, and it's a shame that they, that, you know, I certainly don't understand the mechanics of it, but to, to make that decision this far out, I mean, there are months to go until actual Groundhog Day. Why can't we make that decision maybe eight weeks out instead of four or five months out? Yeah, I would think so too, but that, uh, that was their decision. I guess Puxatani Phil he has to be careful. Plus, it's hard to put the mask on the groundhog. He, he, the groundhog has to make plans. Uh, so <laughs> he now has to make the, plans. the pressure's off, and uh, it doesn't have to prepare for for that day. And uh, although no, they're still going to do it. Just stream it. Okay. So yeah, the the groundhog still has to work. <laughs> doesn't get the Absolutely. day off. They didn't cancel it. They're just going to stream it. Now here's a hot real estate tip for you, Adam. Oh, good. Tommy. Tommy Hilfiger, who lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, has his $47.5 million home on the market. You know, why wouldn't he just sell it for $47 million? Is the Is the $500,000 going to make that much of a difference so that you don't have to actually waste the syllable and say $47.5 million? Can it just be $47 million? I'm going to offer well, him 44 flat and see if he takes it. <laughs> see if he takes yeah. it. The couple bought the home for $31 million in 2010, so that shows you how well Connecticut real estate is going. Uh, the main house is 13,000 square feet, so I feel like you could stretch out a little bit. Main house? What, what else? How many house. other houses are there? Well, there's 22 acres. Glad you asked. There's a guest house and a oversized pool house. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot going on with I, this property. I bet if I got, if I made 10 times more money, I bet I couldn't buy the pool house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that shows you how astonishing real estate can be yeah. in other environments. And uh, I know how much, Adam, you love keeping up with the Kardashians. You've indicated to me that's your favorite show. It's, and uh, that you're stricken that they're going to take it off the air. I think it, they finally have stopped making Kardashian it's, shows. I have to decide whether I'm going to watch uh, 
the Kardashians or the Jersey Shore reruns. <laughs> I'm into both, and uh, that's a shame that they're finally taking those off the air. That's uh, yeah, it's a shame. I know you were upset. And yeah. speaking of Jersey Shore, wasn't there a character on there known as the Situation? The the Situation, uh, <laughs> yes. And I don't, what I don't a name. really know how I know that, but I know that you're right, and uh, I don't know where. Uh, the situation is as of today. I couldn't. I could not tell you the situation <laughs> on the situation. The situation. Well, here's a bad. Here's some. Here's the situation. I think for the situation, he's unemployed. So what a what a shame. <laughs> uh, but the Kardashians' home is up for sale. This is another piece of prime real estate. See, I bring these to you because in case you want to act on any of these, I know you've talked about relocating to the west coast i know that i know it's in calabasas which uh, i had a friend live in that area it is an unbelievable uh part of the world as far as real estate what's the price tag on this sucker well it's 7800 square feet and it is on the market for 7.99 million dollars that is a bargain i think so how much is the pool house it doesn't say though you you got to figure there's a pool at least an above ground pool wouldn't there be there'd have to be for sure um all <laughs> right well this pool. uh you've been listening to uh this episode of celebrity real estate with your host jay baker uh thank you jay uh maybe for your birthday someone will pony up and buy you one of those uh mansions uh you've got each coast uh, maybe both and then you'll have a, a home on each coast uh, See, I, I don't think I'm asking too much. Want to wish you a uh, happy uh, holidays uh, and Thanksgiving with you and your family. Um, we'll uh, resume this uh, in a week. And uh, for our listeners that want to check out all of our episodes, they are in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.